Here we go, brand new Mesechta, Mesechas Yuma. We're back to Talmud Babli, back to the usual Shakla of, uh, of our uh, Mesechtas. And this daf, today's daf in particular, is going to be very nice, very gishmak, as always. And here's what the focus of today's daf is going to be. The Mishnah is going to focus on what needed to be done in the preparation for Yom Kippur, for the Kain Gadol's Avaida of Yom Kippur, which is what Yuma is about. Okay, Yuma is about the Yom, the day of the year, the Yom Kippur, right? Yom Kippur, as we know, is the holiest day of the year. The, the, the Kain Gadol went into the Kedush HaKadoshim, the holiest uh, place that was only entered into on this day. So Yoma is about that day, the day of, of uh, Yom Kippur and what was done. On the rest of the daf, there's obviously going to be a lot more details, but just to give a quick overview of what the back and forth is going to be focused on, what the Shaka Vitar will be focused on, is going to be on the preparations, okay, on the preparations that went into Yom Kippur and where it's sourced from. Why we prepare the way we do, for the length that we do, and is it unique to Yom Kippur, or does this apply to general avodas? Okay, so here we go. Says the Hele Gemishin. Shiva siyamim kodem Yom HaKippurim for seven days before Yom Kippur. This Kohen Gadol would be separated from his household. He would leave his home. Where would he go for the week before Yom Kippur? He went He went to the room in the Beis HaMikdash called the Lishkas Palhedrin. Okay? The Lishka of the Parhedrin. And he stayed there for a week. During this week that the Kohen Gadol is preparing, we also made sure that there was a backup Kohen Gadol to take his place, just in case some sort of psul, some sort of, of uh, uh, issue arises that will not allow the Kohen to do his avayda. Okay, and we're going to discuss what those issues may be, but just you know, logically, we'll say, oh, what happens if he uh, becomes tamemes? What happens if he has a seminal emission? What if it becomes a Valkyrie on Yom Kippur? What happens if he becomes a zav before Yom Kippur? Right? We could just imagine what the what issues could go wrong, and to why we're separating him from his household and putting him into the base Hamikdash. Even in the base Hamikdash, we made sure that there was a backup Kohen Gadol. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Rabbi Yehuda says, not only did we make a backup Kohen Gadol, but af isha acheres maskinlo, the halacha was the Kohen Gadol needed to be married. Okay? Says Rabbi Yehuda, we also made a backup wife. I can only imagine what the Kohen Gadol's wife was thinking when the two of them met. All right? They met, says Rabbi Yehuda, they had a backup wife. Why? Shema Thomas Ishtar. In case his wife kicks the bucket before Yom Kippur, you got to make sure that you got a chuppah ready. Okay? Shenemar, because it says, How do you know the Kohen Gadol need to be married? 
Because the Kohen Gadol went in, he needed an atonement for himself and for his household. And what is the household? Beso Zuishto. The household is wife. So you see that there needs to be a household for him at the time of his avoda. That is the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. In other words, says Rabbi Yehuda, the same way you need a backup Kohen Gadol, in case a soul happens in the Kohen Gadol, you also need a backup wife. Amru the Chamsat Rabbi Yehuda, no, you're wrong. And I find this to be fascinating, and we should all find this to be fascinating. This is a, such an important message. They said, no, Imkain Einla Dover Saif. They said to Rabbi Yehuda, you want to have a backup Kohen Gadol in case he has a seminal emission, something goes wrong, Beseder. But to start finding backups for everything, Einla Dover Saif, you need a chill. At a certain point, you just need to have Bitachan and allow HaKadosh Baruch Hu to run the show. Otherwise, you can't accomplish anything. Want to make a backup for the backup, right? We find this ourselves without, right now, the world that we're living in with COVID, okay? What's going on? So everybody's got their own risk tolerance level. And you find some people that are saying, oh, so what do you need to do this for? Everybody else, what do you need to do that for? No, you should be doing that. The mission's letting us know this takes thought. Don't just follow the crowd. Don't just follow the crowd and listen to what everybody else is saying. No, there's, there's, a, there, there's a line that needs to be understood as a yid where you put in your basic ishtadlis and you move on. You stop being concerned. You stop being nervous about things, okay? So say, say the hunter of Yehuda, you want to make a backup kind of make a backup To start finding backups for his wife and then want you find a back. no. I'm come. We're done. That is the Mishnah. Says the Gemara. Tanan Hasa, we learned in the Mishnah elsewhere. Seven days before burning of the Paradumam. They would separate the Kohen who would burn the Paraduma from his house. Same as Yom Kippur and our Mishnah, right? Our Mishnah is seven days before Yom Kippur. The Mishnah. Uh, the Mishnah in Masech Para says that when they would burn the Para Aduma, whichever Kayan was appointed to burn the Para Aduma, that Kayan was separated from his house for seven days. The Lishka al Sha'al Pnei Habira, and he would go into the, the room in the Beis Hamikdash that was al Pnei Habira. The Gemara will explain what al Pnei Habira means. Where is the Bira? Tzafayna Mizracha. This Bira room is in the northeast. The Lishkas Beisa Evan Haisan Nikris. And this Lishkas Abira, another name for it was the room of the stone house. All right? Fine. So, what's the connection so far in the Gemara? So far, we have the following. Our Mishnah had said for seven days prior to Yom Kippur, we separate the Kaingola from his household. And now we have a Mishnah elsewhere stating there's another time. Where we separate a Kayan from his household for seven days, and that is the, before the burning of the Paraduma. Says the Gemara, okay. Now, before getting back to this halacha of separating for seven days and what's it, where it's sourced from, the Gemara just asks a, a curiosity question, searching for information. Why was this room called the Lishkas Besa Evan, the room of the stone house? Shakol Maseha. The reason is because the entire, the entire process of the Paraduma 
was done from earthenware and stones. My time, why? This is fascinating. Because a Tvul Yom, a Kohen, that went to the mikvah and is waiting for nightfall, is permitted to be the one to perform the para aduma. Okay? So we're being so careful from this guy. He shouldn't become a... Says the, says the Gemara. But by the way, he's allowed to be Tamei. But a, he should be a Tvul Yom. <laughs> Listen to this. Ditnan, because we learned it, why, right? What's going on here, yeah? Ditnan, we learned in the Mishnah. They purposely would make sure whoever burnt the paraduma was Tameh. And then they would put him into the mikvah right before the burning of the paraduma. They purposely made him a Tvulyom. Why? To just, we'll say it, to put it in the faces of the tzedukim. Yeah? To go opposite the words of the tzedukim. Why? Shahayuamrim, the tzedukim used to say, that the para aduma had to be done by somebody. It's only valid for somebody who also has nighttime. And really, the halacha is that even a tzvul yaim is allowed to do it. And therefore, since the Chachamim wanted to make sure that nobody's going to follow these tzedukim, this opinion of the tzedukim, they would purposely make a situation where the tzedukim would be shown wrong. Because these things can't be and Therefore, nobody takes it lightly because... People are going to say, one second, there's a Tvul Yom here. There's a Tvul Yom. A guy who's Tavi, you know, we must not be uh, too concerned about the Paraduma becoming Tavi. Remember what we learned? Remember what we learned in Shkalim about these bridges that they would build? Each Kohen Gadol, right? They made their own bridge, their own ramp from the Beis HaMikdash to the place where we burn Mamish to ultimately careful, right? You're right. We needed to be incredibly careful. However, we also had to show that the tzedukim were wrong, so we would make this person who's kind of Tomei, but outside of that, we went above and beyond to, uh, to keep Tahara. Okay, and that's why it was called the stone room. Getting back to the question. Why was it called the stone room? Because all these vessels came from that material, and that's where it was kept. Okay. Why was this room particularly in the northeast? As the Gemara says, Kivan de Chatasi, since the Paraduma is called Chatas, Vechatas Tuna Tzafainam, and the carbon Chatas needs to be shechted in the northern side, Uksivba al Nechachfre Ayomayed, and it says towards the entrance of the Ayomayed, Tkinularaban Lishka Tzafainam Mizracha, now the Ayomayed was in the east, and the Chatas needs to be shechted in the north. What do you have? Northeast. Therefore, the Rabban were Misakin. They established that the room should be in the northeast, Kihechi de Lahavale Hakera. In order that uh, that this room, when we're, when the kayan would enter that room, or anybody would walk past that room, it would be a constant reminder that this para aduma must be brought for the purpose of purifying, for the purpose of of uh, atoning, and it's supposed to be sprinkled towards the ayol towards the east. And this will be a constant reminder to make sure not to mess up and to do this properly. Okay, very clear. 
Okay, so so far, what have, what, what have we clarified? We've clarified, first of all, why this Kohen for the Paraduma was put into a base ha'evan, why it was called the stone room. We've clarified why that stone room needed to be in the northeast. And now the Gemara is going to say, okay, we also said in the Mishnah that, uh, I'm sorry, yeah, we also said in the Mishnah from Para that we quoted that um, the, that the, um, the Kayin was brought to the room that was Alpnei Habira. Okay, it was Alpnei Habira. Ask the Gemara, where does that word come from? Where does Pnei Habira come from? There's a place called Bira. It's the name of a place. This Bira, this palace, this, this uh, building, this edifice that I created. Okay? So what does it mean by the, by the Bira? It means, in the, in, uh, either it means a specific place, that was called Bira, and that's where this room was located. Or Reish Lakish says that no, it's just it's the the Mishnah is letting uh, just getting more specific as you move along. He went to the Bira, Beis Bira, which is the Beis Hamikdash, and in the Beis Hamikdash he went into the Beis Evan that was on the northeastern corner. Okay, beautiful. End of that. Uh, end of that discussion concerning the Para Aduma for now. Now here we go. Says the Gemara. We learned in our Mishnah that the Kayin Gadol before Yom Kippur leaves his home and goes to the Beis HaMikdash for seven days. We learned in the Mishnah in Para that the Kohen who dealt with the, with the uh, Para Duma left his home and separated himself from the Beis HaMikdash for seven days. Why? Where, where is it from? Where do you get it from? Prove it. What does that mean? And for the Gemara, the Gemara answers, here we go. You get it, you got it, this is Gishmak, the <laughs> getting used to again the Bavli grammar. It kind of like spells things out for us, you know. Rabban Yoni Barchokia says, quoting Rav Mechasio Baridi, who was quoting Rabbi Echanan Amakra, Staten Posak. Kasher also by Yomazet, Tiva Hashem Lasis, the Chaper Aleichem Lasis. Like this that Hashem commands you to do today. Interestingly, this is going back to the Parsha we just read last week, Parsha Shmini, where there were seven days of preparation for the Mishkan. And on the eighth day, it was inauguration. I want you to notice just right away, keep in mind what just happened. Before the Gemara even points it out to us, we should figure this out. What happened when the Mishkan was first put up? Seven days of preparation for the eighth day. Right? There was Shivas Yemei Miluim. There were seven days that, and Maisha Rabbeinu did all the practice and everything. And then by Yemashmini, it was on the eighth day where the Mishkan was finally, you know, this was opening day for the Mishkan. So you see seven days of creation. And what happened? Seven days of, of preparation for this eighth day. And what does the Pasuk say? The same, by, the, by the Shivas Yemei Miluim, when the Mishkan was erected, it says the same way on this day, the same time, that, the same way the Mishkan was put up, Hashem, does Hashem command you to do Lassois, Elu, Maisapur, the same way the Mishkan had seven days where it, where it needed the practice and the Kedusha and the holiness, so too 
it includes the paraduma, that's lasais to do, referring to the paraduma, and the chaper is referring to the day of kapara, referring to Yom Kippur. Both those times you need seven days of preparation leading up to that one day. Says the Gemara. One second. To say that the entire Pasuk is not dealing with a paraduma makes a lot of sense because it says lechaper. It says lechaper. The burning of the ashes, the paraduma itself, is not an act of atonement. That itself, when you burn the paraduma, right? When they would shech the paraduma, burn it, take the ashes, did it atone for anything? No, not yet. We're going to use the ashes later on to help people in their purification process. Some of it's going to be as an atonement, right? They, they got to have atonement and purification. But the actual burning of the paradum, was that a kapara? No. Therefore, the pasa can't only be talking about a paraduma. But maybe the entire pasuk that's telling me, oh, the same way, and by the Mishkan you had seven days of prep, so too later. Maybe that's talking about later, talking about Yom Kippur, and it's not dealing with the paraduma at all. It says lechaper, to atone, and if the paraduma is only doing atoning, who says that this pasuk means you got to have seven days of prep for the paraduma? Answers the Gemara, Amri, they said, Yalif tziva tziva, gzer shava. It says tziva tziva. Okay? The same word twice. Where do you find that? Ksiv hacha, tziva Hashem lasois. It says, by the shivas yamei miluim, Hashem commanded you to do it. Ksiv hacha, but it says by the paraduma, zayis chukas This is the law of the Torah, kasher tziva Hashem lema. That Hashem commanded you to say over. Malalan para, just like over there, the word tziva is referring to a paraduma. Afkan para, so too by the shivas yemei miluim, it's dealing with the para adumo. Makan prisha, and just like by the shivas yemei miluim, you needed prisha, you needed that separation. Aflahalan prisha, you see, even by the para aduma, the kayin needed separation. So far, so good. Gavaldik, yeah? Okay. That's the end of Amud Aleph. We now turn to the top of Bayes Amud Bayes. Frakta Gemara. Yeah. Frakta Gemara. Ve'ema tziva tziva diyamakipur. How do you know tziva tziva is coming to teach me from the Shivas Yumeimilu and the seven days of the, the Mishkan, right? To the Paraduma. Maybe it's referring tziva tziva to Yom Kippur. Tziv ayas kasher tziva shem as Maisha. It says Aaron did. Kasher tziva Hashem as Maisha, the word tziva as well, as Hashem commanded Maisha. So maybe it's only referring to Yom Kippur. The Gzeira Shava only works in one, one place. The Gemara says, Donen tziva de lefnei asiya, mitziva de lefnei asiya, ve'en donen tziva de la'achar asiya, mitziva de la'achar asiya. Answers the Gemara beautiful. Listen to this. When it says the word tziva, okay, which means this that Hashem commanded, by the paraduma, it's referring to tell B'nai Yisrael, tell my, my, uh, yeah, tell B'nai Yisrael to take the paraduma and to burn it, to take its ashes and to do. Okay, that means nothing's been done yet. Same as by the Mishkan, by the Shivas Yemimiluim, this was just seven days of preparation prior to it. Okay, but the, when it says Tiva by Yom Kippur, it says. Aaron, Aaron did it, Kasher Tziva. As Hashem commanded, Aaron already did it. So the word Tziva by Yom Kippur is coming after an act. 
the word tziva by paradum was coming prior to the act, and we'd prefer to make a gzera shava of tziva meluim, which is prior, to tziva of paraduma, that's prior, as opposed to making a gzera shava of tziva by meluim, which is prior, to tziva of Yom Kippur, which is after. So, the para, so therefore the gzera shava is going to be to the paraduma and not to Yom Kippur. Asks the Gemara, but one second, even there are other times where you find the word tziva prior to an action. How so? Where do you find that? Because it says, tziva de Maybe the tziva is referring to the command to bring the carbonis that Rashi explains over here, that anyone who brings carbonis, we're back to Rashi, yeah? We're back, we're back to Rashi of it. So whenever somebody brings carbonis, needs to be separated beforehand. I'll ask the Gemara one second. I was going to ask uh, a very, uh, we're asking a little bit from coming from left field. And the Gemara is saying, one second, you want to tell me that Siva instructs us to always separate for seven days. Well, by every carbon, we find, it says, by the carbonus, it says, on, on the day that Hashem commanded the Bnei Yisrael. So why don't you make a Shava from the Shivas Yemei Miluim telling me that anybody who brings carbonus always needs to separate themselves for a week prior? Why are we limiting it to Paraduma and Yemei Kippur? The Gemara says, because by the regular carbonus, it uses Tzavoso. By the Mishkan, it says Tziva. So if it says Tziva by the Mishkan, and Tziva by Paraduma, and only Tzavoso by regular carbonus, the Gzereshav is going to be to the word that is more similar. Says the Gemara, no. I don't agree with that. I don't agree that just because something's more similar, that's the path to take for the Gzereshav. One second. Yeah, go ahead. That's right. The Gemara asked the Kasha that if you're going to make Zer Shav of Tziva Tziva. Yeah, so let, let me read that. What you're getting into is the next line. So, one second. Says the Gemara, Umaynaf Gamin. The Gemara is going to ask on this answer. What does it make a difference if the word's a little bit off? We learned in the Yeshiva Rabbi Shmo, we, got, we saw this in Brachas already, this Joshua. It says as follows. When a, the Kohen would come and check out the Tzaras on a home. So he'd come down the first time. He would look at the Tzaras, scrape off the plaster. Yeah? And then he'd come back a week later and check it out. And if, and if it was still there, then they'd have to do the same thing a second time. Okay? But the Gemara there says, the, the one time it says when the Kohen comes, Vishav HaKayin, the Kohen returns. The other time it says, Ubah HaKayin, the Kohen came. Now, no matter how you cut it, the, the, the word vishav and uba is referring to the same thing. The Kohen showing up at the house. So even though it's two completely different words, we still make a gzera shava that whichever halachas apply the first time the Kohen shows up applies the second time the Kohen shows up. Now let's transfer this to our Gemara to ask the question. If vishav, if the word shav and the word ba which are totally different words in Hebrew, right? Except they have similar, uh, in, in, in context, they're the same thing. But they're, they're different letters. 
And you could make Xerah Shava for completely different words. Ask the Gemara, why can't you make Xerah Shava from the word Tziva to Tzavoso? Okay? <laughs> if you could make Xerah Shava of Vishav to Uba, I could certainly make Xerah Shava from the word Tziva to Tzavoso. So what's the problem? Ask the Gemara. The Gemara answers, you're right. Usually we can, we may make Xerah Shava of Tziva to Tzavoso. However, we only would make if there's no other word more similar to tziva than tzavoso. However, but over here we have tziva and tziva. You have tziva of the Mishkan and you have the tziva of the Paraduma. Therefore, we're going to make we prefer to make which is very logical. You prefer to make Xerashava from the word Tziva to the word Tziva than to make Xerashava from the word Tziva to Tzavoso. Can you do that in general? Yeah. But when you find a word that's exactly like it, why would you go to a word that is, uh, that's a little bit different? Period. End of that, uh, end of that, Shaklavataria, that back and forth. Okay. Now, Rabbi Yechidon said, Lechaper ilo this that we say to atone, it said in the Pasuk, Lasa is to do, that was the Paraduma, and Lechaper is for Yom Kippur, Ve'ema Kapara de Karbanais. Maybe it's referring to the, the Kapara, the atonement of the Karbanais that are brought, and it's not referring to the Karban Tzibur. Okay? So Gemara says, no. Um, do we know? Exactly when a regular Kayan is going to be Zaycha to bring the Karbanais, the Boyle Prisha, that he's going to be the one who has to separate. Meaning, the, the, the Kahanim showed up to the Beis Mikdash. Everyone, we know they had a poor, they had a Gairo, they had a lottery, who are like, are, they, they raffled off who got which Abayda. And not everybody was Zaycha to be the one who actually brought Karbanis. And therefore, you're not going to uh, tell every one of the Karbanais to be Mafresh. Uh, when when uh, most of them are not going to be zeichet to do this, so they Amri they said Allah Malai, why wouldn't you do that? Why don't we say yeah? Anybody before uh, they start their avoda, just in case you're going to be the one doing the carbon, so everybody should separate from their homes for a week prior. So the Gemara answers, the Shivas Yemei was on a set day. Yom Kippur is on a set day. And therefore, we're going to compare, the, we're, we're going to make Xerashava of Tziva and Tziva from Shivas Mebilum to Yom Kippur, Lafuke Karbanes, as opposed to regular carbon seabors, the Chal Yoyma Isnahu, that are done daily. There's no particular day when they're brought, and therefore we don't make the Xerashava. I have Regalim. But what about the Karbanes that are brought on Yamim Taivim? A Yamtiv comes at a set time, okay? And therefore, why don't we say that any Kohanim that are going to be bringing the Karbanis for the Yom Taibim need to separate themselves? So the Gemara answer is, Don't endeavor Shnaig Pamachas Bishana, Midavish Nag Pamachas Bishana, Lafuke Regalim, Tulaf Pamachas Bishana. Yeah? I'll tell you why. Because the, the Miluim took place only once, which was right when the Mishkan was put up. Yom Kippur takes place only once a year, the Regalim take place three times a year. And therefore, they're less similar to the situation of the Mishkan than Yom Kippur is. So we prefer to connect Yom Kippur to the Mishkan and not the other Yom Taivim. And therefore, a regular Kayan who set aside to do the Karbanis on a Yom Tiv is not going to have to separate himself from his home. Ay, ve'ema regel echad. But first of all, why don't we say 
that uh, we're we, granted there's three times a year, Pesach, Shavuot, Sukkot, but why don't we say Pesach is once a year, Shavuot is once a year, Sukkot is once a year, and if you're going to say, you don't know which one the coin is going to be on, it's got more mitzvahs. So just say that it's referred. Now Rashi says, why does it have more mitzvahs? Because you have the sukkah, the lulav, the esik, everything going on over there, right? The, the, the aravas, Rashi says, the nitzah um, the, the pouring of water. There's so many mitzvahs. So why don't we say that the kayan who works at least for these yomim taivim should have to separate himself for a week prior. And for the Gemara, the Gemara answers. Ella donim prisha shiva liyaymechad, mi prisha shiva liyaymechad, ve'in donim prisha shiva liyaymechad, mi prisha shiva liyaymechad. Beautiful answer. Listen to this. On Pesach and Shavuos, how many days of Yom Tif are there biblically? Seven. We would bring a Karbah Chagiga for seven days. We would bring Karbanais. It was brought one day, but you were able to bring it all seven days. And there were Karbanais that were brought daily. Okay? So the Gemara says like this. You know why Pesach and Sukkot are different than the times of the Mishkan? Listen to this. By the Mishkan, there was seven days of preparation for what? One day. For day eight. By Yom Kippur, there's seven days of preparation for what? One day, Yom Kippur. The Mishkan was erected on one day, Yom Kippur happens one day. By Pesach and Sukkot, granted, you want to make the preparation for seven days, but guess what? When you prepare for seven days, you're preparing for seven days of Yom Tif. And therefore... Yom Kippur is still more similar to the time of the Meluim, the time of the putting up of the Mishkan, than the other Yom Tovim. Hence, uh, hence the halacha applies to Yom Kippur. The, pre- the, the seven days of prep applies to Yom Kippur, not the other Yom Tovim. Maybe you got to prepare for Shmini. Shmini Atzeret is like its own Yom Tif. Okay? As we know, it's a, that's a Yom Tif that's special between Kalisol and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The Gemara says, I'll tell you another difference. You're right, you have Shemini Atzeres being its own Yom Tif. Maybe you should have to separate the Kayim for seven days for that one day. No. I'll tell you why not. By the Shiva Simei there's no Kedusha. By the Yom Kippur, there's no Kedusha in front of it. However, by Shemini Atzeres, is there a Kedusha going into Shemini Atzeres? Yeah. There's an entire week of Kedusha. You have the whole circus leading into Shemini Atzeres. I have a lot of who says Gemara, but don't we have a Kabbalah Chaimer? If you have something that has no Kedusha before it, you need separation. You should certainly need, uh, you certainly need separation because more Kedusha going into it. Amr of Mesharshi, Mesharshi says, that no, you cannot, we, we don't uh, separate the Kayan for Shmini uh, Atzeres. Why? Because Hazaksiv. It says by the Shiva Simimilum says Hazem on this day, which means Kazeh, like this day. In, or, in order to obligate whoever's doing the Avoda to separate for seven days, it has to be like the day the Mishkan was put up. And the same way the day the Mishkan was put up had no Yom Taivim before it, it was seven days of regular non Kedusha Dikadis. 
So too, in order to be obligated to separate the one doing the Avaidah, it has to be that there's no Kedusha for the seven days prior. Hence, we are removing the obligation for, uh, for the Kayan to separate himself when it comes to Shmini Atzeres. Says the Gemara, let, we'll, just, uh, we'll wrap this up, just a couple more steps. Ravashi Amar, Ravashi says, prisha. Is it, I'll, I'll tell you why you don't need to separate before Shemini Atzeres, because it just doesn't make sense. For seven days you have Sukkot. Nobody has to separate themselves. All of a sudden this eighth day, which is much shorter, Tuffle the day. It's kind of like secondary to Sukkot. It's not for us to say, but that's what, how Ravashi is presenting it. By Prisha, you're going to say the whole Sukkot is all of a sudden you only separate. Come, Shmini Atzeres, you do? You're never going to say, yeah, maybe, yeah. Shmini Atzeres is a whole new Yomtev. It's not secondary to Sukkot at all. It's just a brand new thing. Hani Mili Le'inyan Pazar Kishav. Okay? This is only as far as the halachas of Pazar Kishav which Rashi lets us know, Pazar is referring to the lottery that they would do for the Kahanim, uh, who, uh, who would be Zaycha to do the Avaida, that's the pay, the, Z- the Zion is the Shechianu, the Zman, the Regel, the, the Reish is Regel, the Kuf is the Karbonais, the songs of Yom Tif is the Shir, the Brachas, yeah, so it has its own unique status as far as how all these things are done, Shmini Atzeres, and that is different from Sukkot. Avalein Tashlumen, but as far as tashlumen, as far as making up when you, if you miss the carbon, tashlumen derishenu, it's considered tashlumen of the first day of Sukkot, Totnan, because we learned in a Mishnah, if somebody didn't bring a Chagiga on the first day of Sukkot, you can even, um, you can even bring your karma Chagiga on Shmini Atzeres. Okay? And, there, and everybody agrees to this. And therefore, you see that even though Shemini Atzeres is considered its own Yontif, in some way, it's kind of still connected to Sukkot, and it's secondary. And therefore, the logic remains. What's the logic here? That if Sukkot, which is seven days of Kedusha, doesn't need the Kohen to separate himself, logically, logic would dictate that for Shemini Atzeres, a Kohen certainly does not need to separate himself, uh, uh, does not need to separate himself for seven days beforehand. And uh, the Gemara will continue on. We're going to ask what about Shavuos, why you don't need to separate. But that's a, that's a new question. It's a new sugya. And we will hold it here for today.